Hi there. Welcome to another Innovators edition of the Sayers Conversations podcast. Today, our very special guest is Nick Morgan, who is the founder and the CEO of Voodoo. Enjoy. So we're with Nick Morgan. Correct. He's the founder and he's the CEO of Voodoo, V-U-D-O-O. Uh, Nick, welcome to a Sayers Conversation. Russell, thanks for having me. This is called the Innovators Series um, because we want to talk to innovators. We want yeah. to talk to the people who are really cracking in, making a difference, in particular in technology. Now, um, what we normally do is we normally play you some sounds. We'll play you the sound of a fire, the sound of a bar, the sound of a beach because we want you to feel relaxed. And we, I, get nice. you to, I, like I get you to choose. Do you want to be by a beach or... Beach. But, Give yeah. me the beach. Right. I'm desperate for beach. Let's just, if you've got beach handy, let's have a listen to beach. Excellent. Fantastic. There we are, oh, you and I. We're there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, boardies or budgies? Uh, let's go budgies. <laughs> I'll be boardies, <laughs> thanks, Nick. <laughs> okay, so listen, we're going to talk about voodoo, but not yet. Um, That's cool. Yeah, let's just talk about um, business life beforehand. Mm. Now, I uh, just by the look of you, mm. you I, think, I think you must have been some sort of agency guy at some point. Correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, independent e-com agency. An independent e-com agency. So, yeah. what what were they called? They were called ONQ. Which became ONQ. Yep. Which became Keepers. Yes. Um, we started around two thousand and six. Uh, started with three or four of us. Grew it to about forty across Melbourne, Canberra, nice. and and Sydney. Great. Um, took a lot of um Australian and e-com like uh, retailers online for the first time. Yeah. And I guess I cut my teeth really with the dares. Yeah. I sold sheets and towels really for like eight years. Right. Because we did all their work and we took them from static website mm. to full e-com in three months and it went bananas. I bet it did. And we did, in 18 months, the revenue online equated to the top 20 retail stores. <laughs> okay. So Adairs were you happy. Know, Adairs were very uh, happy. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And so, so did, did yeah. you have a secret source at that um, in that at that e-commerce agency or maybe your secret was you were ahead of the curve as they say the secret source was i'd read in my iphone at six o'clock in the morning what was going on in the states and i would be selling it by midday right because we just it was just happening so quickly okay and that's the kind of that's what i tell people like we were just learning as fast as we could yep. of what was going on in another market yep and then taking it to market so here. 2006 2006 seven yeah, yeah. and, then, and, then, off, and yeah. then eight did you go through any sort of obviously eight was a bit of a eight correction was, yeah eight was a correction mm-hmm. we grew <laughs> Excellent. We went from, you know, I remember my, I remember my mother telling me, you're so fortunate. Because yeah. we went from like four people to like ten. Yeah. And we couldn't keep up with the work. Yeah. You're right. Everybody didn't want to spend the money on the printed stuff. They wanted to go, let's do some emails. Uh, These yeah. email things. Oh, can yeah. we send, you know, like if we put all everybody together in a database, can we send an email to them? <laughs> I guess we can. Yeah. So that's all so of that. So you did that. Did a lot of that. Did a lot of email marketing for Mercedes Benz for many, many years. So yeah. in a way, you were a modern direct marketing agency, pretty much. Right. And so direct marketing agencies they used to drive me mad in my old ad life because I think they take they used to take way too much money out of the budget. But I'm assuming that one of the reasons why you did well is that you were able to go to the client with a let's call it cheaper proposition that gave them better returns. Did, and it was digital. It was really it was cheaper and really effective and really measurable. Yeah. So the measurability things always I've, I've always been fascinated by. What what is good ROI? Right? Yeah, it's so good question. It is a good it's question. It's a really good question. Yeah. yeah. And so what sort of numbers were you able to deliver um, your clients during that period? Oh, ridiculous numbers. Right. They were. So we were doing things like we were getting 40, 50% click-through rates on emails. Yeah. I had one client, a retailer, we would do we, – we would charge them 
considerable funds for you know like let's say 5k for, for an email <laughs> it would generate 20 times that in, in yeah. like the numbers were incredible okay yeah and so now so tell me about it so if i'm if i'm going back to that model now mm. if i'm applying email yeah click through rate getting a sale have you got the same roi now no no so no. what what happened it became uh, it became washed out with massive players, mm-hmm. um, huge sends. Um, it became really murky, yeah. uh, even spammy, though, I spammy suppose. Spammy and ch- yeah. and and we we came, the consumers in the world just became sick of it, right? You know, and so it had to spread out into other channels and find other things that are effective. Okay, so yeah. as a percentage of total marketing budget, mm. so that's that, that sort of digital world that you were operating in. A long time ago. A long yeah. time ago. So what sort of numbers? So just, you know, your best guess, percentage of um, spend of a client. So let's say a client's got 100 bucks. How much of the 100 were they putting into e-commerce? I reckon they were putting in probably 20. 20. Yeah. And what do you reckon they'd be now? Uh, a lot more than that. That'd be 50, right? Oh, yeah, at least. Okay. Like, if, I'll give you an example. We had a, a winery, really well-known winery. We convinced them to sell online they were like oh, i wasn't sure about this uh-huh. and i remember we first charged them five thousand dollars for an e-commerce website yeah when we left and they like when i left that agency we were the last time we built it built the um cost 150k <laughs> and that was over like six years yes okay and that wasn't because we were just really great at selling mm-hmm. it's because re- there was regulation there was requirements there was competition right it just scaled yeah, you know, I, I, I do, I do love the fact, Nick, that you recognise that going from five grand to one hundred and fifty grand was just good selling. I do because <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that, yeah. right? Right, because you're able to provi- uh, to prove value. Yeah, yeah, and so you I think people forget we we're selling stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right, and so the provision of value is always something. If you're a supplier, as mm-hmm. you as you are mm-hmm. as a supplier to commerce, the providing value of, is almost like, well, it, well, clearly that's fundamental. Otherwise, you're out of business, right? Yeah. And I was I came into advertising at the start of digital. Mm. I wasn't really a print guy, so for me there was some pretty clear attribution because we could provide numbers and yeah. measurement. Yeah, and that's kind of stayed with me through my career. Yeah, and that's where I see opportunity because I'm like, we can't, you can't measure that. Right. It's interesting, isn't it? Because the clients are desperate for measurement. Mm. Yeah. I mean, one of the things which has always driven me mad is. You know, there's that quote, 50% of my ad budget's wasted. I just don't know which 50%. Yes, we all yes. know that quote. The the sort of the rational people in the world, they then say, well, give me the 50% that's wasted. The irrational, let's call it right brain people of the world, they say, no, 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 50% isn't wasted. It's just 50% is magic and is immeasurable. Where do you land on that one? That's a really good question <laughs> for someone who's been <laughs> yeah, in me- be measurability. I actually, I actually believe in the magic too. Yeah. I think I'm a big believer in brand. Mm. I'm a big believer of creativity, um, and I think that there's, I think brand, there's not enough work put into brand mm-hmm. and really good creative. I think it, it like, I, for me, coming from a measurable perspective, that's hard for me to measure. Yeah, but I believe in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, well, and I buy that. So we're friends. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. You exited or you sold? What happened to that? I agency? exited that business, yeah. and then um, I went and started my own little uh, brand agency, right? Digital brand, because I realised that brand in the digital space was pretty rotten. There was a discon- discon- disconnect, yeah. And so I was working with some nice customers. I was working with uh, Leica cameras, Porsche, Melbourne Writers Festival. We did all the digital work for Invictus Games, yeah. and it was re- it was great, and Fantastic. Then we, and it was really rewarding, yeah. really rewarding work. Okay. Um, so then let's segue into Voodoo. Mm. I assume that that's when... So you had and a there's a segue there is the, and is, is the measurement. Okay, tell me. Well, I 
video was blowing up hugely mm-hmm. and I came across um, I came across interactivity in other markets and someone showed me a piece of technology and I was blown away by it and I thought, well, how have I not seen this? And then when I dug into video itself, because I wasn't really from video, yeah, um, there was one metric back in 2016 that blew my mind by Cisco that which said by 2019, 80% of global internet traffic would be streamed video. Yeah, I, I, I seem to remember something similar. And I'll tell you something wild. Yeah. I met the analyst this year uh-huh. came up with that and okay. sold it to Cisco. Okay. And so they sold it to Cisco and was it true? It's true. Yeah. It okay. went bananas. So okay. that's what that was really kind of what inspired me with, with Voodoo mm-hmm. was that video was consuming the world in all these different guises. Right. But the one thing that I couldn't get over is how are we measuring this? Right. A view. What does the view mean? Right. Um, and for me, I, I use a kind of the the idea that you know timmy was sitting in front of the tv in the 50s staring at the screen yep. just staring at we're still doing that yes yeah just staring at this screen yep. well if all the eyeballs are staring at one thing what if we were able to mobilize it what if we could make them active right yeah. what if we started tapping on things and things were starting to become interactive more so right okay and you're right in that everyone 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 lots of people saw that as a opportunity yeah you know, I, so as we digitize as, we, as we're watching screens digital screens the opportunity to turn that into Almost, almost the screen becomes the shop window, and your mobile phone becomes the cash register. That sort of was a model that people started to talk about. Bingo, right? And that's what I saw as well. Okay, and, and so I thought it was a matter of time before there's a shift here. <laughs> Very good. So when I read, so I'm going to tell you what I think Voodoo does, and you tell me if I've got it right. Let's go. Okay, so Voodoo is technology mm-hmm. that lets me buy literally straight off the screen. So if I'm if I am on my mobile, I imagine. If I'm watching a advertisement, I like the look of a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. I can stop the pair of jeans on the video and then acquire those jeans. Perfect. Now, I like that. I think that's it is innovative for sure. Is it unique? It is unique in the way that we do it. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not. I don't see myself as some groundbreaking visionary. There are other com- other competitors. I like to call them peers. Yeah, out there, yeah. they're doing a very similar thing. I think we're going to see more of it, um, but it's we we are still quite ahead of the market here, say in Australia. Great, Australia's been very much an incubator. Yeah, great. Um, and now we're we're getting great traction in Northern Hemisphere, which tells me might be a bit early here, uh-huh. but I think you're going to start seeing more of what we do for sure. Okay, yeah. but when I'm on, so let's say I'm on Instagram. Yep. And then the and uh, little dots come up on the picture that I'm looking at, and then I, I can go through various gates in order to get in order to well, acquire. Y- yes, sorry, to cut you off. That's a, you were playing within a wall garden there. Yeah. What I'm saying, what we with Voodoo is, there's a learned behaviour, which is being driven by these big global tech companies, uh-huh, yep. and they are driving the consumer behaviour of your consumers. Uh-huh. However, if you're a premium publisher, a traditional business, a brand outside of that gut wall garden, mm-hmm. you're still working in a very passive way with video. Right. You can leverage that learned behaviour by using Voodoo to make it interactive and make it shoppable. Okay. Walled garden. So walled garden is something that we hear in the mm-hmm. in particular in the digital sort of advertising marketing world a lot. Yep. I hear it all the time. I'm not sure I really know what that is. Tell me what tell me what that is. So, look, Facebook's a great example. Facebook wants to keep us in Facebook on Facebook products and not go anywhere else and not right. share any data. Okay. And it's, they've got a very strict, you know, um, 
partnership programs and third parties that can play within that. And you play within um, Facebook rules and they really don't want any of the data to leave there. Okay, so that's the garden itself. That's the garden itself. Okay. So here's another word that I hear all the time. I still don't know that I absolutely get what it is. Native. Native. So native to me would be an application that's running on the device yep. and only on the device and it's being served by the device and uh-huh. the CPU, the, con- the, the, the power of the device, rather than web-based, which is being served via a browser into uh-huh. the device. Okay. And you operate in a native web. Right. Open with the open web. Okay. Very good. So who are your customers? Um, publishers. Um, do we have a, a whole bunch of direct customers as well? So our product is, um, our go-to-market is our in-stream and commerce product, but then we work with a lot of other um, companies that use our product from the ATO uh-huh. right through to Seek, through to Flight Centre. So a, a raft of Australian companies that we're growing more in the premium publisher space. So one of our, our big partners is News Corp in Australia, yeah. which really got behind us yeah. big time. I think that's where I first heard of you. Yeah. Because uh, um, I do rem- I do recall... I think being at a upfront, a news corp upfront, and Voodoo was there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. where well they, they really made us upfront there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did. Okay, and was that good for your business? It was fantastic for a business. I'll bet. And I can't, well, I won't hear a bad word about that wonderful clan. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, good. <laughs> um, look, there's some really, really smart people mm. at, at News Corp Australia doing mm. some really innovative things. And I, I know that for a fact because I just, I just came back from Can Lines. Yeah. It's my first time. Oh, great. Wonderful experience, everything that it was said it would be. Um, and what we're doing here, we, we, we were just inundated with questions. Right. And So were you able to, oh, I suppose via News Corp, because News Corp is big at Cannes, yeah. and so they were using Voodoo as part of their presentations. Yeah, and they were using it to talk about what we're doing here. Um, and uh, it's really exciting. The Wall mm. Street Journal asked me to speak on the opening night drinks to talk about what we're doing. Yeah, brilliant. And I'm like, this is a pinch me moment, right? Yeah, totally it is. So that was a really you know, incredible experience to be there, yeah. having these conversations with, you know, investment banks from New York who are in ad tech and haven't seen this space, don't know what it's doing, have said you're like this but you're like that and then you're like this. Right. You know, so it's a really interesting time for us um, and it's, it's validating that what we took to market here, our commerce suite yeah. with, with the support of News Corp, is really quite groundbreaking. Who built it? We built it. It's all proprietary. Okay. When, uh, uh, sorry, I knew that. I suppose I mean, who, who's on the tools? Is it someone in Newcastle? No, someone in everyone here in Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, and we're, we're born and bred out of Melbourne, Collingwood. Okay. And so you've got people in Collingwood that are doing, I'm going to say coding. Yeah. If that's the right that's word. It. Engine, all of our engineers are here in Melbourne. Okay. So uh, um, Publisher X... Mm-hmm. Voodoo, Voodoo is acquired by Publisher X. Is it a black box? Um, are they buying something that you just plug in? How, how turnkey SaaS product. Yeah. It's actually sold on SaaS and CPM. <laughs> um, also transaction fees as well because we drive gross merchandise value. Nice. Yep. So that's our model. Um, and I'm starting to get excited about Voodoo. <laughs> this is good. And it's, it's turnkey. Yeah. And the data is very open. Um, we're ISO 27001 certified, which is a big, big certification. Very unusual for a company our size to have that infant, that certification. Right. Um, we put a lot of effort into getting that. But it really sets us apart. Um, and publishers buy our product and then it helps them turn their product, their, their video and their content into interactive. And it... They're leveraging that learned behaviour. So this is what's interesting, isn't it? Because you're bl- sort of blurring the line in a way between editorial and advertising as well. Bingo. Right. And so um, the transaction that they can then have becomes interesting. So let's say Vogue yes. as, an, as an example. Correct. 
So Vogue will take a picture mm-hmm. um, of Chanel, which is editorial in its nature, mm-hmm. and yet they can monetize that picture. Correct. So does the publisher then do a deal with Chanel? Potentially, yeah. They go back and say, hey, look at the metrics we're driving, look at the metrics you, you can deliver – we want to keep our customer on our title, uh-huh. right? That's a big win for the pr- premium publishers. Uh-huh. We can, with our, with our metrics, because we're, we're inspiring the customer at the point of inspiration, right? They're, 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 um, they're consuming the content and they're loving it. Mm-hmm. They're presented with something of interest. If they can purchase right there in the moment, which is the expectation now of a generation, right. um, the conversion's higher because it's high, high, it's it's, there's a high propensity so to, to purchase again as well. So it's really it's quite high performing. So let's go to um, just let's, let's let's keep on that example. Yeah. Let's go to Gucci though, because you know there's a pair of shoes I'm sort of coveting at the moment. <laughs> okay. So I'm on the Vogue website um, and I see the Gucci shoes, which mm-hmm. which is part of editorial. What do I then do? So what? So, so tell me the role that Voodoo plays in getting those shoes on my feet. So um, you're scrolling for the editorial. You see a a, 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 seat, a call to action to buy. You click on it. Instead of clicking away to Gucci, you're presented with an interface on Vogue and you can go through and purchase right there. And because it's open web, it's pulling in your brow- all your credit card details uh-huh. from a browser. So it's all, all the fields get pre-populated as you click through. Right. So it's a really quick, seamless experience. And as you purchase, the purchase will happen there on the screen, but it's happening in real time with Gucci's website. Okay. And, so, and then within like a second, you'll get the email from Gucci on your phone saying, thanks very much, here's your delivery information. So the only thing I don't like about that is if, if I'm Gucci, mm-hmm. I'm saying, no, 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 I don't want the acquisition to be de facto Vogue. I want the acquisition to be my brand. And that's a, and that's a, that's a fair enough argument. Right. And I think for the brand, we're, we can be seen as um, a new channel and we're not, this, we're not the singular channel. Right. They're not changing their e-com strategy just to do this. Okay, another question then. I've acquired, I've gone to Vogue website, I've purchased my Gucci shoes via Voodoo. Mm-hmm. Do I know I've done that via Voodoo or is it... it no, it's, it's a, no it you've, is done that, you've done that via Gucci on Vogue. Okay, so it's, a hidden, so. it's a hidden tech. Correct. Um, do you have aspirations for it to not be hidden tech? So... Uh, <laughs> Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. We'll see where that goes. I can see that as being something Mm. quite interesting for you. Yeah. So let's do some numbers. Um, How many people in the office? 25. Excellent. And uh, growth? Tell me about growth. Uh, Last year we grew 400%. This year we grew about 200% and we'll continue around 250%. Uh, And your prospects are 50% publishers or 100% publishers? Um, I would say probably 50 to 60% publishers and then 40% brand. Uh Uh-huh. we were, um, because News Corp was so friendly to us, we had an exclusivity with them for 12 months. Of course. Um, and I was very happy to do that with, yeah. the, with the, how they got back, you know, getting behind us. That, um, that exclusivity finished up in, in June and since then we've been able to go out to market. Very good. And we've, you know, we've had a lot of interest in uh, Europe and Middle East. About to sign up the biggest publisher in the Middle East, which is very exciting, and half a dozen publishers in Europe, and, and there's a few US starting to look down as well. So if I was you, um, I'd be thinking, how do I do this quickly? How do I scale up quickly? Yeah. And and I suppose given my background, I'd think, I know, I'm going to go to media agencies. I'm going to go to uh, a Group M or an OMD or, you know, any of these cats. Yeah, a tradi- like I'm not with your startup high growth for all, all, all cost. Mm-hmm. I want to build a really strong, sustainable business. So we're looking at the agencies and we're going to step into it really carefully first. Okay. Are you profitable? Uh, we will be end of next calendar year. Okay. And so um, money, you've got plenty of money? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, is a, the investor, are you looking for investors? 
we're we'll about, about to finish a small raise and we're having doing a large raise to enter the US in March next year. And uh, aspirations then? Um, scale across the US, um, scale, and scale across EMEA and Middle East. Um, and offices in other parts of the world? At the moment, we're only in Melbourne and Sydney. Uh-huh. We're about to open an office in London on the 1st of September. Let's talk about CAN, um, yeah. only, only because, you know, <laughs> I haven't been for a while. And I, I was going to ask you, how, <laughs> when did you first go? Oh, uh, 1990... Oh, midnight, yeah, 95 maybe. Yeah, wow. Yeah, 1995. Yeah. The the bag that I got at Cannes in 1995, I still use as my beach bag. For, yeah, so it's <laughs> amazing. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I've been quite a few times, I have to say. Very, very fortunate to have gone a lot. It's an experience. Yeah, but the, the energy that... The energy that it brings, right? I couldn't get over how much business was actually being done. Yeah, there's a look. There is a lot of rosé. Yeah, it's right in very large bottles mm. everywhere. Yeah, but the amount of deals and conversation and customers, yeah. it was voracious. Like it was incredible. Like, yes, blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was literally blown away. I can't wait to go back. I think um, is it ten thousand people are there. Yeah, about I, that. I feel like yeah. it's ten. Did, did you get to the gutter bar? I certainly did. All right, I certainly did. All right now. Um, this is Freddie. I, I normally introduce Freddie a bit earlier, but Freddie, Freddie's from Good One. They produce the Sayers podcast for us. And I, at the end, I, I normally say to Freddie, you know, is there a critical question that I've missed? So, Freddie, is there a question here for our new friend, Nick? <laughs> thank you, Russ, and thank you, Nick. Um, so I'm haunted by a, a shopping experience I had uh, maybe last year. Uh, Ooh, I, I read a, Tell me. I read an article on some sort of, you know, a male-centric site, yep. and I think it was something like uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's best three outfits. Uh. Um, and, of course, the end result was that I ended up buying a pair of shoes. So when you're talking to editorials, mm. um, what is sort of best practice? What are some of the rules and the guidelines you give them as to how to write about a product to best encourage that sale? Be really, really clear about what it is up front and make sure that translates into the the experience in the interface when you're purchasing as well for consistency you know consistency and um, continuity it, the, the space in between those things are getting really shorter and shorter and shorter so there's got to be consistency between the creativity which is on the page and the writing and what's happening in the interface and the call to actions in the interface and you'll get a really seamless sale i'm thinking about a 100 page vogue magazine right so let's mm. just imagine that's in our mind so the advertiser so yeah. gucci we've talked about gucci and chanel and whatever uh, I can imagine all of them using Voodoo. I would like to think so. I can imagine the publisher using Voodoo. Yeah. So in the future, so there's a 100-page magazine. How many pages of that 100 pages are going to be using Voodoo? Uh, every page. <laughs> I sort of think you might be right about that. So well, well, why, if it's a really seamless, authentic experience and it's, it's built in there and the consumers expect it, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? I agree with you. So let's get back to the beach. Um, so That's let's go to, I think we're in Cannes. We're, we're in Cannes again, aren't we? We're in Cannes. <laughs> yeah, we're in Cannes. Well, the great thing Rose about... Rosé, Ross? Sure. <laughs> the great thing about being in Cannes for you... Yes. Um, ...is your sort of sweet spot because it's technology. Yep. Um, there are publishers there. There are advertisers there. Um, and you're there to enhance a sale. So I'm guessing you did have a very good time. I did. Good on you. Thank hey, you. listen, congratulations on Voodoo. Thank you so much. We've been speaking to Nick Morgan. Uh, we are in the Sayers Conversations Innovator Series... Good man, good luck. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.